When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Welcome to another episode of What's Up, Belly Up, a podcast brought to you by Belly Up Sports. Here are your hosts. For today's show, Mike Brown and Zach Mack. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Welcome back to What's Up Belly Up. I'm your host, Mike Brown. The co-host finally made an appearance tonight. It's Zach Mag. Zach, you're back with us after a week off. How, how was everything last week? Dude, doing well. Glad to see the show survived without me. Uh, uh, a few technical difficulties. A few technical difficulties. I was worried. Yeah, you started off a little rough, which had me even more worried. But y'all, uh, y'all recovered nicely. Uh, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Uh, when your birthday is on the Super Bowl, nobody gives a shit about your birthday. Yeah, I mean, like, my nobody. Tech- it must have been one of those days that, like, you ever go to a, an arena or, like, an outside event and, and you know, like, texting's horrible. It must yeah. have just been, like, that that Sunday, like, Super Bowl Sunday. There's so many texts going out because you got you didn't even respond to my text. Like, my, my text wouldn't even go through. <laughs> yeah, man, that must have been what it was. Everyone was just so uh, so worried about the, uh, the Super Bowl and getting all those uh, those texts out about the, the, the Rams and the Bengals that <laughs> none of them just hit my bandwidth. But what can you do, you know? Yeah, you know, but uh, but anyways, uh, you know, a lot to talk about. Uh, we we've had some some good good conversation as of late. Um, uh, Matthew Stafford goes out and wins one for Detroit. Got to talk a little bit about him and the Rams winning the Super Bowl. Um, Alex Ovechkin, he's got got a record here. We're talking a little bit about Sidney Crosby's uh, Wani record. Um, you know, we got some Simmons Harden trade. Uh, just a lot in general. A lot of, uh, a lot of topics overall across different sports. Um, but before we get into that, how did, how was everything? Like I said, yeah, yeah, you, you had some business, uh, you know, last week. Take care of what what what's been going on in the past week. You've been keeping up. I, I you're the one that always keeps me kind of up to date on the on the sports topics. You got a good good slate this week. Have you been really tuning into a little bit of everything, or just checking the headlines? Yeah, man, I uh, I've been pretty tuned in. Um, going all the way back to, I know we didn't get to talk uh, last Thursday, but um, the Pro Bowl, which we'll get to oh, a little yeah. bit later. 
that was nuts. Uh, just couldn't do it. Couldn't do it, you know. And, uh, you know, we'll get there. But, yeah, man, it was a good week. Dinner went well. Um, kissed a bunch of babies. Signed a bunch go. of heads. You yeah. know? And it went well. But I'm glad to be back here. I'm glad to be talking sports. Um, to answer your question, kind of just graze some headlines in some, in some places. Obviously, watched the Super Bowl. Um, actually went down further south in Florida to uh, – Bonita Springs ah. for our Florida fans. Um, watched the Super Bowl down there. That was fun. And uh, been watching hockey. Um, I know we're going to, like you said, we're going to talk about some basketball trades that went on too. So, um, yeah, man, lots to talk about. Lots to talk about. Did you see in the Super Bowl uh, LeBron talking to young LeBron? Yes. That yeah, was wild, great. I thought. That was yes. wild. And I saw a lot of memes and jokes coming out, and the last one I saw was – it says pretty much caption this picture and they're looking at each other and it says, uh, if Russell Westbrook ever comes to you and says, I want to play with you, just ignore him. <laughs> that was like one of the memes that I saw. There's a bunch <laughs> of people blowing it up, stuff like that. But what, what's up, Mike? How's, how's everything going? Uh, <clears throat> look at that. Easy's already commenting that the Rams hat that you're rocking there, Zach. Uh, again, for those of you guys who don't tune in every week, uh, we are live on Twitter, YouTube, and Belly Up TV. Uh, we got a comment section over on the side. We like to answer comments, people jumping in, throwing comments. We'll throw them up on the show live. So for those of you guys uh, that don't tune in, that's what we do. For those of you that do tune in, appreciate you guys jumping in the comments. But we'll get right into it. But, but Zach, I'm going to throw you right before – I mean, we'll stick with football. But before we mm-hmm. get right into the actual football, we definitely got to talk about the halftime show, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. What, okay, what did you think? What did you think? I, I thought I thought it was great. I mean, well, I mean, what do you expect from you know Fifty Cent that it, you know people don't realize this has been like fifteen years, you know, or something like that. Like you think the dude's just gonna come out all cut up and you know, I mean, yeah, he looked a little a little odd upside down, and, and you know, he killed it. He still looked good. I mean, Snoop still Snoop. M looked great. Uh, you know. I mean, just overall in general, and then then you know you got Snoop uh, firing one up right before the show goes off. You see him hiding down there, smoking one up. But I mean, that's exactly what you expect. Yeah. It's exactly what I expected. It, it brought me back. It, it was you know we we always go over to some family's house for Super Bowl, and you know we're in the midst of uh, you know the winter, so we always fire up the wood stove, watch on the big screen in the garage, and and that was like probably the quietest moment of of the game just everyone just kind of tuned in and and you're like wait and, and i heard all the things about you know the nfl came out and said you know dre don't do this uh, m don't do this don't take the knee you know i'm glad that they did that that kind of stuck it to the nfl um but yeah i mean it, it's what you expect it sounded great everything uh you know i'm not a huge kendrick lamar fan but i mean whatever i think he was kind of sprinkled in there but uh but yeah, there you go. I figured. Excuse me. Being in LA, they could have just burned one right on stage. But but yes, I was excited. Uh, excited to see Eminem, and he did not disappoint. Uh, I agree with a lot of people. Probably top two, top three Super Bowl halftime shows that we've seen. Uh, probably at least for for our era. See, so how do you feel about it? Yeah, it was it was nostalgic for one, and people always underestimate the power of nostalgia on on humankind. For some reason, that's one of our biggest weaknesses. Uh, great to see all those guys. It felt like kind of like a mini concert. And considering the expectations and the time frame that they had, I thought they did a great job. The uh, you know the surprise cameo appearance of Fifty Cent was like you know he wasn't on the list, so that it yeah. has kind of its own concert piece as well, where it's like oh wow we didn't expect him. You know he's here. That's cool. And uh, 
thought they did well. Um, thought Mary J. Blige was awesome. Uh, it, it, the whole thing was, I thought, like you said, top two. It's it's really the uh, the Janet Jackson one is like the only one that for me like will ever t- compete with it for like most memorable. You know, like yeah. those two. Th- that one always like you go Super Bowl halftime for me it was always like Janet Jackson. Yeah, you know, always. That, yeah, now it's Janet Jackson and this one I just saw. So I mean. Yeah, and hey, man, I love me some Justin Timberlake too. I got no shame there, but but uh, but either way, and this just shows you how how big of oh, oh there we go, Fifty Cent ate himself, <laughs> so he turned it. Everybody, he turned into Fifty Cent piece. He turned into a dollar piece. But uh, but transitioning into, into the full game, this shows you how big that halftime show was when you got Evan McPherson, the the, the rookie kicker for the Bengals, standing standing out there during halftime watching it. You know, it, it's kind of weird in a big game like that. You think to yourself. Yeah, kicker probably doesn't need to be in the locker room. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not a lot of ball, pl- a lot of planning for them. They go out there and kick the field goal. You know, they they know when their time is up. They don't have to really talk about it. But but yeah, that just shows you know the 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 draw that it had. But uh, you know, our, our guy Matthew Stafford got it done. Um, you know, great. I, I'm so excited for him, but I'm so annoyed now because it's like now that he finally won something and he's out of Detroit. There is so much Matthew Stafford slander, uh, you know, and it all started with Richard Sherman and, and the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Talk. And, and never once did Matthew Stafford, never once did he say anything about the Hall of Fame. This wasn't right. him. This was our boy Dan Arlowski talking about it, which Dan uh, hyped rightfully so. He went on there. Uh, he said, you know, he's he's going to let everybody know, which that's, that's Stafford's boy. You know, they, they grew up in the uh, – with the Lions together, so so and they've always been close. So it's great to see him move on. Um, I guess we uh, again before we get into the actual game, I'm gonna I'm gonna fire that question at you. Body of work right now is Stafford a Hall of Famer? Right, like right now, no. Right now. I mean, if his career ended right now, I, I'd say no. Uh, I, I think he's like I think he's on the path. I always thought, you know, I, I was in the camp that even when he was in Detroit, that he had Hall of Fame talent. And, and, you know, just Detroit is, is what it is. We don't have to beat a dead horse with that situation. Um, but I, I don't think that, you know, there's, there's people are pulling the numbers left and right. You know, I, you, you see it all over Twitter and, and, and all social media about, um, you know, is he in the hall of fame? Because, you know, Dan Orlovsky's running his mouth. I think big cat was pumping up his old take of Stafford's going to be a hall of famer. I think, I think he'll end his career as a hall of famer. Uh, I, I wouldn't say he is one right now, but, I think he's going to continue to win games in LA and I don't know. Part of me wants to say he'll win another Super Bowl. I don't know if he will, but I I think he's got, I think his talent level is hall of fame talent level. Uh, Yeah. And, 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 you know, he's got the yards and touchdowns. Those numbers are there. The wins aren't there, which like we said, is the the whole Detroit thing. So if he makes up for that in LA, um, I I think he's good enough. It's just, it's, Dude. You know what's crazy is actually his wins and losses, and I've I've never, I never looked back on his wins and losses because I knew in Detroit it was so bad. But uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. There you go. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm reading a comment here. It says with yeah. Stafford finally winning one, do you guys feel like the Lions failed him even more? I, I don't know, but but before I before I answer that question, speaking mm-hmm. of the Lions, I always knew that his record was horrible, mm-hmm. but still, it's 
and, and it's still bad. Don't get me wrong, but I, I think after everything, I think he's like fifty something and seventy something. Which surprisingly, I was like, holy shit! I didn't even realize he won fifty games. You know, so right, yeah. He was With like, how 20, miserable Detroit is, yeah. you'd expect that to be like twenty games and below, something below yeah. five hundred, which. That's actually pretty good for a Lions quarterback, especially Stafford. But I, I don't know necessarily that Detroit. I, I, well, I mean, you, I mean, granted, Stafford didn't play with Barry Sanders, but he played with Calvin Johnson. I think that organization failed a lot of players, and and probably Stafford is one of the few people that you, you see the guy, his character. You know, he he's not going to be one of those guys. Even when the Lions approached him in the offseason and said, "Hey, you know," it was kind of like a mutual thing. They both agreed, you know you know, they both agreed to, to part ways. It was no hard feelings. And I think that was Detroit's way of finally saying, we know we we ruined what we had in you. We didn't build around you. So I think that was their way of saying, we know what we did, but we're trying to make it right where they didn't get a chance to do that with Calvin. They didn't get a chance to do that with, you know, Barry. And, and even like, remember Ernie Sims, the linebacker out of Florida State that we drafted that tons of talent. Granted, you're not going to get usually a, a Super Bowl caliber you know, one player on that defense, you're not going to draft and essentially going to change things. But there's so many people, and I think that's one of the few things that Detroit realizes, hey, we've screwed this up for so many so many different people. We really respect you. We really want to, you know, you're, have your opportunity. And, hey, man, go out and get your shot. And, and what, are the, what are the odds that – I mean, could you imagine living – living his life him his last year his wife's had brain surgery he, he he goes from the worst team in the league now to a super bowl you know he he's just going to to win a playoff game he has one of the best playoff runs ever you know we're kind of getting far away from the super bowl here you know you knew we were going to talk about stafford but but i mean it, it, i agree with you i don't think his body of work right now is going to say yeah you're a hall of fame but give him four or five more years in, in la and i think he's his trajectory is there uh, and honestly, his statistics this year uh, matched up side by side. If you look at Aaron Rodgers, who had actually an MVP this year, you know, they're not too far off. So do I think he's going to need to win some awards? Probably not. Because uh, I, I, I don't see him unless something happens with Aaron Rodgers or those guys. I mean, they're all about the same age. Aaron's probably a little older. But uh, but I think he needs to maybe get in another Pro Bowl because he's really only got one Pro Bowl to his resume. Yeah. So, so there's not really it, any of those things that pack his stats. Yeah, it hurts him that he's, you know, a quarterback that in, in his one Super Bowl win didn't get MVP. Yeah. And that's kind of a bummer for him. But I, I think it really comes down to whether you think wins and losses is a quarterback stat or you don't. You know, some people are in one camp, some people are in the other. And, you know, obviously Calvin Johnson's a Hall of Famer, and so his record's not being held against him. He played his whole career in Detroit, so you know yeah. his record's no good. Um, so yeah, it really comes into uh, what, what camp I think you're in on that when you're looking at his numbers. I, I agree. I, I agree though. <laughs> Excuse me. I, I think that four or five more years, even if he has, I wouldn't say subpar because subpar for him is still a, a pretty good season. I think even if he has some good seasons the next four years, I think he'll he'll get in just based off of statistics alone. I know they they want to see your body of work. They want to see your hardware and stuff like that. And some people say, "Hey, man, that's that's a kind of slander to the to the people that are in it now." So, yeah. But uh, but yeah, the question was, when with Stafford finally winning one, do you guys feel the Lions failed him even more? What what do you think about that? Yeah, I wanted to because that was my biggest take after he won won the uh, the Super Bowl, and I'm texting my brother and my dad, you know, and I'm like, this this ought to, and I don't know if you saw like the specific markets, and and maybe it, maybe it wasn't accurate, but it was like some some you know beat reporter on Twitter. So that Detroit was the second most tuned in, like specific market. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, behind Cincinnati, Cincinnati was number one. Um, 
Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. And it's just like, I sent that to them, and I'm like, this ought to make the Fords absolutely ashamed of what they have failed to give their fans. Like, they love Stafford so much after he's gone to a different team. They followed him across country. Yeah, and, and we saw it all over the place. Like, Detroit's pulling for L.A. We saw the, the Detroit Rams stuff being sold in stores. It was like, it was very clear that Detroit was rooting for Stafford this in this game. And, and to me, that should just be an eye-opener to the Fords. Like, y'all are failing us. Us fans, because we're so faithful, and, and we'll follow this guy to another team when he goes to a Super Bowl. Like that's that's how much we love these guys, and you can't produce wins for us. It, I, they ought to be ashamed of themselves, I think. And I've been preaching that they need to sell this team, and they'll never be good until they sell the team because I don't think they're dedicated to giving their fans what they deserve. Yeah, and I, and I think the Sheila Ford right now that owns the Lions. I think she means well, but I think she's in over her head because I think you, I, I think she surrounded herself with like, you know, Chris Beelman and, and different people that she's doing what she needs to do. But I think it's so far gone and that, that legacy is so tainted that I, I get it. I mean, it, it's hard to give up a franchise that you're ownership of, but when you've got that much bad, I don't know, juju with an organization. I mean, it's just, it, it, and I know it's Ford Field, and you know, there's a lot to go behind it, but I'm over it, dude. I don't care know. what we call it. Call it anything but Ford Field. If we, if it gives us wins at this point, I don't care. So then moving on to the actual game, um, how did you feel about the game? Was it, was it, we talked about the, the playoffs, one of the greatest playoffs we've ever seen. Did it fulfill your expectations? And uh, was, was the game better than the commercials? I thought I thought the game was better than the commercials. I did too. I did too. Usually but, the other way around. Yeah, I, I thought the commercials were lackluster this year. Um, but you know the game was. I I don't know. I mean, you know, we're always talking about refs in these games, and there were some calls that were missed. But that's like, and I know that's what people want to make this topic about. You know, like did did they help the Rams? Did they help the Bengals? It's just like refs are going to miss calls like that's just that's just the way it is like that's just what we have to expect until it's any better this is it's what we expect out of the nfl so you know the controversy around the face mask that come out and say it wasn't a tug or whatever and then you've got the pass interference calls at the end um i still thought it was a good game i thought the rams were the better team yeah um and i i thought like more so than the score showed i thought the bengals got the beneficiary of some points but I think I think also, you know, the Rams got some calls at the end, which you had a good tweet about, you know, always feeling like we were in the game with Stafford. If, yeah. As long as we were in with, within a possession, we always thought we could win the game in the fourth quarter. And you, you said you were glad the rest of the world got to see that on the big stage because it's what he did at the end. And maybe that was why he got the calls because that's what he's known for. I don't know. But I thought the game was good. I, I don't I think it, I think it could have been officiated better. Obviously, I think everybody thinks that. But yeah, I think a lot of ups and downs. And actually, to tell you the truth, uh, the Bengals were on a lot of uh, kind of both sides throughout the playoffs. You know, we saw a touchdown taken away against Oakland that uh, in apparent whistle, uh, some out of bounds. Obviously, they scored in the Super Bowl. 
well, a pretty blatant face mask. Um, then obviously they kind of got that call where, you know, depending on, how you're, excuse me, <laughs> how you're looking at it, that, uh, you know, their linebacker pass interference over the middle. I mean, I, that could have been a great call. A lot of those are boom, boom. Um, but, but yeah, either way, and, 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 and we actually talked about this early when we were talking about playoffs and stuff. And, and I said, you know, the Bengals, they're not going to make the Super Bowl, but they're going to be a team that's young and they're going to be around for a while. And, uh, you know, they definitely overperformed this year. They played with a great, played against a great team. Uh, they hung in there with them. Um, really excited to see. You know, it's it's kind of hard to expect them to come back next year, especially with, uh, you know, Burrow taking 70 sacks this year. I think that's like the most in the NFL, ever, like most in NFL history. Uh, you know, there's always that debate whether they should have took uh, Peeney, uh, Sewell, uh, that the Lions ended up getting or Jamar Chase. Uh, regardless, I mean, one player is not going to shore up that uh, offensive line, and then they got an absolute stud in Jamar Chase. So it'll be interesting to see what they do this year in the draft, but a uh, young team, tons of talent. Really excited to see them. Where I, th- I think if they improve their O-line, like I would expect them back in the Super Bowl soon, wouldn't you? Yeah, I, I would I would definitely think within the next four years they should at least – I mean, this, this nucleus, this core being so young, I, I could see you know if, if they shore up that line, two out of the four years i could see that if not you know definitely one one time but i mean you're you're talking like i said a a team that that peaked um it's funny because excuse me on one side you've got this young team that had no business being there this year and then you got this older team of superstars that was all in one year that now we're talking to aaron donald we're talking about a couple other guys that may retire you know obviously that's early i can't see donald really retiring but you know, you got two total opposite ends of the spectrum. So, uh, so yeah, tell that to Marino. But, but, uh, but yeah, it, it's it's going to be crazy how how it works out. Um, but, uh, but yeah, well, we'll we'll see how it shakes down. But overall, great game. Uh, very disappointed in the commercials. The halftime show was great. The the actual game was great. Uh, it was cool to see uh, the Bengals and our uh, our Detroit uh, uh, Rams playing it and. You know, <laughs> well, what, hey, what'd you what'd you think before we move on from that? What'd you think about Stafford's sidearm pass that everyone's like that no look on Twitter and all that, that we yeah we've been seeing for ten years like well yeah he, I, he did that, that at least a dozen times everyone you know when Patrick Mahomes came out and did that stuff I'm like dude I've been watching that for the past five years like yeah and and yeah that's what I'm saying like people get to see Stafford I'm not saying he's the greatest thing ever but now one season he won a Super Bowl and now they're saying that like. Stafford could be the best quarterback, you know, depending on what happens with Aaron Rodgers, a good chance he can get traded to the AFC. But they're saying if if Aaron Rodgers gets traded to the AFC, that Stafford's like the best quarterback in the NFC. You know, like obviously Tom Brady's gone, you know, so. Yeah, I think he's like, I mean, with these retirements, I think he's like top three oldest quarterbacks in the league. too. Yeah, and he's starting quarterbacks. But but yeah, I mean, you know, I was just so used to it, like. The, the camera angle that you see live, like behind him, you see the you see the shoulder angle, but you, you kind of see the, him looking him off and you kind of know what he's doing. But it was like us. That was almost like as a Lions fan, like we were spoiled. We had this. That's why I said we were never. That's no matter the only how, way we got completion. Yes. No matter. Yeah. <laughs> we couldn't create separation. So he just yeah. it by looking, or, <laughs> looking him off. But but no, I mean. You're, we saw this for years and years and years. And, and again, he, we're never saying that he's the greatest thing ever, but yeah, when he was with Calvin, 
you could just, he could just literally fire it up there in between the two of them and how talented they are. It made things interesting. And even when we were at our, our worst, he made everyone around him better and there was always an opportunity to win. So, so seeing that was, it wasn't shocking, but again, I'm glad other people finally got to see that, but it's like, again, now that he was on that platform, I feel like some people are now like, Oh yeah. Like, Oh, he won a championship uh, hall of fame. Like, I don't want to hear that shit. Like, Nobody's saying that, you know. Nobody's. I mean, Orlovsky. I get it. He, he's hyped for his boy, Detroit boy. Yeah, but yeah, but I mean, nobody's saying that. And, and Stafford would be the last one to come out and say that. But but anyways, we got to keep things moving, man. We're we're we're, we're pretty happy. Yeah, we're yeah, pretty prideful yeah. in Stafford here. But uh, but when did we ever think that you know the Detroit Lions would would uh would would have that uh that pick that uh that pick thirty two in the NFL draft? You know. Yeah. Right. Uh, it, it's kind of it's kind of a. Uh, kind of a neat thing but yeah on the, on the flip side we do have pick number two so so it, it, it's hard to believe you know we didn't we didn't win no championship but we're sitting in that championship yeah. uh first round draft pick so that's why that's 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 the epitome of why it sucks to be a D- detroit fan because even when something goes good for you so like stafford winning the super bowl which like you get the not even on our team, yeah. worst first round pick yeah, the trade-off for it is yeah getting the last pick in the first round as compensation <laughs> So, you know, what's funny is you talked about uh, Cooper Cup. You put him on the uh, the agenda today. And I just read a thing today. I actually saw a YouTube video of him after his last high school game. And they were pretty much talking to him saying, you know, you played your last high school game. You probably played your last game of football. You know, how does it feel that you're just going to go into the real world? You know, what's your plan? And he was just talking like, yeah, he appreciated high school. You know, he, he wants an opportunity to play at a college level, but he didn't really think he'd ever get it. And now we're sitting here. And he's the MVP, got it over Stafford, which rightfully so. I mean, he 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 had one of the best seasons by a wide receiver ever. Uh, but don't get me started about that one extra game that everybody's going to have from now on for all these records. That's going to just yeah, chat my ass. Yeah. So, but uh, but yeah, I mean, Cooper Cup, uh, unrecruited to Super Bowl MVP. What do you think about him? And uh, can I mean one of the greatest seasons ever? Can he live up to even close to the hype next year? I, you know, I think at this point, I'm just, I have to believe that Cooper Cup's, you know, able to do whatever he wants to put his mind, he, you know, he reminds me of Julian Edelman, you know, he's just going to work as hard as he can to, he's going to work as hard as he can to make it in the league. And the F, the amount of effort that he puts to make it in the league just so happens to be good enough to be like one of the best in the league. And him and, and Stafford I, have a great rapport. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense to anyone but me, but. But just the way you explained him coming out of high school, like every single one of us had somebody like that on our high school football team. Every single one of us, you know, a wide receiver who was probably not the strongest. It was probably his last high school game. He wanted a chance to play in college, yada, yada, blah, 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 the whole story. And Cooper Cup just outworked every single one of our buddies in high school that also was trying to do the same thing, you know? So so awesome to see – and I, I don't necessarily know that he'll ever have a season like that, but a, a full season with him and Stafford under their belt, obviously they won a championship, varying that they both stay healthy. You, you can see, I mean, literally you you listen to Stafford's interview and he pretty much said that McVay told him, you and Cooper get it done. Like he literally just said, I'll draw up the plays that essentially will be based around you two and get it done. And, and you literally saw – uh, yeah, there were probably some force throws, but that's what Stafford does. He he forces into a window that usually only his receiver can get and look exactly what happened. They drove right down the field. Uh, and, you know, it, it's just it's just crazy to believe because that's exactly 
again, not reverting back to Detroit, but it, you know, take Calvin off the field and certain things. Like there was a lot of situations that were forced. I can remember, I think against the Bengals at one point. I, obviously, everyone knows about the jump ball in the end zone against four Dallas Cowboy wide receivers. I mean, uh, DBs. You know, the things that they would force to make happen because they knew and the chemistry that they had together was great. So I, I would love to see actually uh, if Calvin reached out to to Stafford and, and what he had to say say to him because you know he's always a, a pretty humble guy. I know he's. Yeah. He's had some disappointments in, in Detroit and things are not well between him and the organization, but, but you can't not love Stafford. Yeah. I mean, that's true. You're right though. Calvin was probably like, yo, get, get up out of there. So, uh, so before we get into the next sport, we'll stay with the NFL. We go from one of the best games to probably one of the worst games ever. The NFL pro bowl. Uh, obviously we're, we're a few weeks uh, uh, out of that right now. We're just getting together since Zach was off last week. Um, did you watch any of this? Was it worth watching? I, I, I'll tell you right now, I had about five minutes of it on, and I was just like, holy crap. And I just literally went on Twitter and just watched players just rip it to shreds. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm so glad you said that because I only threw it on this. I know it was two weeks ago, but we didn't get to meet last week, and I wanted to talk to you about it. I literally did the same thing. I turned it on for five minutes, and then I, <laughs> I literally was like, you know what? People's reactions to us on Twitter are probably better than this game oh, right now. Yeah. So I was like, I'm shutting this off. I'm going on Twitter, and I'm just going to watch what people say about it. It was terrible. I don't know. They, they need to do something else. Like, because I, I totally understand why they don't want to go full contact, right? You risk injury. It's not a real game. It doesn't matter. But if that's going to be the case, then then do figure something else out because that, that was unwatchable. Yeah. Unwatchable. So, yes, they definitely, definitely got to figure something out. We won't talk a whole lot about that. But like I said, going from one of the, uh, the, the best uh, playoffs, Super Bowl, and then this measly Pro Bowl, they definitely got to figure something out. I think the skills challenge, they're, they're getting it there. That was kind of cool. Yeah. I think the NHL and, and the NBA have always done that kind of stuff. The NHL does a lot of fun stuff. Cool. But, uh, but uh, speaking of NHL, if anybody lived under a rock the past couple weeks uh, or past couple years, you've got two guys in the NHL that have – actually are, are probably kind of getting towards the end of their careers. Uh, I got Alex Ovechkin and then you got Sid. Do we call him the kid Crosby anymore? Does it, do people still call him that? Uh, both uh, setting records um, Ovechkin, which I was talking to you uh, in the, uh, uh, in the, or before we got on uh, swapping out the hat right there. Yeah. For, for the, for the belly up TV uh, viewers, uh, Zach swapping out the hat there. Alex Ovechkin records 16th 30 goal season. That's second most all time. And I was talking to Zach. I said, how many seasons have he played? And we, we think 17. And he had 29 goals last season because of COVID. So technically that's where he lost that straight record essentially in, in 17th seasons. But, but you got a guy like that still playing. And, uh, you know, I mean, we can talk about Lemieux and even Yager, you know, st- still playing for a long time. But, but at the level in the NHL, uh, Ovechkin is playing – how, how much more do you think he has in the tank, and and does he have a chance at any all time real goal scoring records? I know that I've seen it broke down the past couple of years, but what's your take on that? I think he's got some. I think he's got years left in the tank. Like I, I almost want to. I almost want to be super optimistic about it and say he's got like five six years left in the yeah. tank. Uh, I think he's super good about keeping 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com keeping uh you know good good care of his body and the thing that like he's gonna retire as the greatest goal scorer of all time right and and i i will i will i will debate anybody about this because even as gretzky played who played for a long time but as he got older and the nhl evolved his goal numbers went down yeah and as ovechkin's gotten older and obviously the nhl evolves you know it does that every year 30 goals every year. That's, that's it. I don't, I don't know if people realize like how hard that is to do and, and to not be injured in those seasons is like, dude's just a machine. He's just a yes. scoring machine. And, you know, I, I I'm not going to sit here and say he's the best overall player that's ever played in the NHL. Right. You know, I mean, he's strictly a goal scorer, but I do think, and I will die on this Hill. He is the best goal scorer of all time in the NHL. And, and with that being said, you know, uh, Gretz, not that it matter, but Gretzky, popped around for a few teams here and there, you know, there's a, is there a real chance that Ovechkin, uh, you know, essentially sets those record with one team, his, his entire career. That's another insane thing too, about it is that, you know, Mike Gardner uh, did 17 straight seasons of 30 goals, but uh, I don't believe they were all with one team. And I don't think he did 16 in a row with one team. I think the 16 is the most with one team. And then obviously Gretzky who, uh, most goals all time played for two uh, two different franchises. Um, I think Gordy Howe is still ahead of uh, Ovechkin, um, and I believe he played all of. No, maybe he didn't play all of his games with Detroit. I might be wrong about that. <coughs> I don't even know to tell you the truth. That's that's bad to say. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, nonetheless, the fact that it's all with one team is is also impressive. Um, won a cup in the meantime, you know. I, I just, you know, it's, it's just, it's crazy because we, we talk about these guys like Patrick Kane, Sidney Crosby, Connor McDavid, and these are all around playmakers. And, and so sometimes the guys like um, Steven Stamkos here in Tampa, who uh, kind of got hindered by some injuries, but Ovechkin didn't and ended up, you know, being just that strictly yeah. goal scorer. I think they get forgotten and it's a shame because dude just puts the puck in the net. And at the end of the day, that's what win, wins the games. Absolutely. So then, obviously, speaking of injuries, though, we've got one guy that has probably had some more injuries, but he still scored his 500th goal, uh, Sidney Crosby. You know, uh, I think he's probably, uh, again, yes, there we go, swap it out, get the get the Pittsburgh hat on there for those belly-up uh, TV viewers there. Um, Sid Crosby, 500 goals. Uh, I think he, like I said, I think he was uh, – he, he's been hit by the injury bug here and there, missed more time. Uh, here and there uh do you think I, I know he's he's still younger um 
And we're, we're actually to tell you the truth, another guy that's been with one franchise since since uh, he came into the league, five hundred goals. Um, it, it's crazy to lump these two guys towards the end of their careers, and and we talk about um, you know the young guns that are coming up. Even you know Detroit doesn't necessarily, I don't think, have the 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 scores like this, but there's a lot of young talent there. There's a lot of young talent. Obviously, we've talked about the Oilers several times, um, but uh, but. You know, is this kind of like this is all happening now? You know, Ovechkin, both Ovechkin and Crosby are going to have some some years left between the two of them, obviously. But is this like kind of we're kind of getting to that point where there's like that changing of the guard where these older guys are they're still dominating, but you still got these young guns that are or you got these young guns that are now in the league, proven. I know, like I said, we, we've talked about it, and even Matthews and all those guys in Toronto and stuff like that. You know, um, you know. Is there is there a guy and I know we've talked briefly. Is there a guy that I know we're talking years and years in advance that maybe you could look that would fill that void or, or essentially be that next face of the NHL or, or is there already a guy that that is being spoken of? This is that. Yeah, you know, I, I think that's a good point because with football we just went through it. You know, you got the the Mannings, the Breeze, the, the Brady, the Roethlisberger. And, and you get that changing of the guard where now you got, you know, Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, all these young guys that are about to take over the league. And, and, and same thing in the NHL. These guys, you know, Ovechkin and Crosby are on the tail end of their career. Granted, they got some years left, like you said. But, uh, you know, going forward, it's going to be – and it's going to be a different NHL. It's going to be a much quicker-paced, uh, heavily relying on skill as opposed to uh, enforcing as it was yes. back in the day. But, yeah, you know, it's going to be Connor McDavid. Uh, obviously, you know, I think Austin Matthews, Nathan McKinnon in Colorado, uh, and, and even Dylan Larkin is having a hell of a year this year. Yeah. Scored his 26th goal today. Uh, that's ahead of McDavid. I think he's sixth in the league. Still a young guy. He's got just as many assists as he has goals. You know, I, it's going to be interesting to see. It's going to be interesting to see how we talk about these guys. Um, we've got it. We've got it here. Probably comment says probably McDavid, McKinnon, Matthews, and Barkov's close to ghost guys. Barkov's good too, um, young guy. So yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, and I, there's going to be even younger guys still coming up. Yeah. Rookies in rookies in uh, Detroit, rookie in uh, uh, Anaheim, Zegris, Janot in Nashville, playing great. Um, and uh, Red Wings got. I don't want to get this like too heavy into Detroit, but we got some rookies coming in next year too that are going to be wild. Well, hey, excuse me again. Like I said, we we've got time, and, and we always touch on hockey, but ho- hockey's your, hockey's your baby, and I like you know we're both Red Wings guys. You're you're more into the the sport overall. You appreciate individual players, individual you know different accomplishments, but Detroit. That's that's what I'm saying too. You know, I mean. Detroit's had their run. You know, we had our run in baseball. We had a run in basketball. We had a run in hockey. Hockey kind of started it. Since then, we've pretty much fallen off the pace. Now, I think we're finally getting to that point where the Pistons, they got some young talent, but they still need a lot to build on. The Lions, yeah, we got one season where we thought we were going to be, and now we're going to build. We need some more talent. Um, You know, but the Red Wings, I think, are finally getting to the point where they've got a lot of young talent. And they've got more young talent. It's like they're kind of reloading, and they're going to all get it together. I'm not saying you know that they're going to go out there and, and and things are going to happen right away. But but what do you think about these these young guys coming in and, and the young guys that they have and, and how they're going to mesh? And, and like you said, this is almost like basketball too. The bad boys, you know, the comparison of LeBron and MJ. You know, 
it's hard to say that these kids could have played back then when there was enforcers, but the game's totally different. It's, it's, it's very finesse driven. Uh, it, it, there's totally different. So you have to have that different. I mean, you don't have these six foot five enforcers anymore. These are all little skilled guys. So, you know, the Larkins and, and even, you know, the last few draft picks we've had. So, so how do you feel uh, looking up, you know, CV and all those guys, CBY and all those guys have really done for the organization. You know, we were excited. We talked about that. We were excited when he first came in, you know, to kind of right the ship. How do you, how do you feel kind of getting away from the whole NHL talk and talking about the Red Wings? How do you feel like the trajectory of the, the Red Wings is looking? Dude, I could honestly, I could do a whole podcast on, on Detroit and, and what the future holds. We've got uh, Simone Edvinson, who's been playing in Sweden. Dude is going to be – he's the, the second coming of Nick Lidstrom, which I don't even know if we mentioned on this podcast that they hired Nick Lidstrom. I, we, we did, like, just okay. briefly when they did. But, yeah, we never even got into it because we were kind of pumped, you know. Like, you yeah. know, it's, it's two of the biggest names in our modern era coming together to pretty much come back to their organization and just rebuild it. Yeah. And with the rookies now, you know, Lucas Raymond and and Mo Sider, uh, Moritz Sider, they call him Mo Sider. Yeah. Um, both one and two in the Calder Calder uh, Rookie of the Year race, with Edvinson coming in next year and uh, Niederbach and Soderberg, which are two other Swedes, young Swedes that we've got coming in the next year or two. I, you know, when Edvinson's on a line with Cider come next year, and Larkin's having a career season like I mentioned earlier, Bertuzzi is playing out of his mind as well as far as numbers go this season. We're only halfway through. I said, doesn't he have twenty nine goals or something? I thought. Yeah, I thought, oh, they're right. they're both in the top. 15 maybe top 20 but but they're both up there in, in goals Bertuzzi and Larkin and you know Raymond and Sider adding assists as as rookies this early on with those other guys in the pipeline that I mentioned it's the Red Wings are going to be scary in, in a couple of years and and I, I really think there's going to be pressure on Steve Eiserman and whether it's Blash Hill or somebody else that he appoints as coach to be good because they they are they have drafted the talent and that talent is showcasing what they're capable of overseas right now and and so it's on Detroit if they can bring that talent and adapt to the NHL. Would I would I be right to say and I I really don't know this because I feel like in free agency like some of your biggest scores can be goalkeepers. I, I don't feel like necessarily there's like the really really big high drafted goalkeepers. Uh, would that be one thing that? Not necessarily holding Detroit back, but do you think they need to to get a better group of keepers? Are you good with those keepers? Or you know, I feel like free agency you can you you can usually pluck players like that, especially if you've got a, a good nucleus where you're going to be talented to where you can grab one of those older keepers that still have a little bit in the tank that can really propel you to that next level. Yeah, I, I and I think that's what they were hoping to get with Nedeljkovic this year, who is still qualifies as a rookie, I think, because he yeah. didn't play enough games last year. So, uh, I mean, he's not going to have a shot at the Calder because of how well these rookies are playing this year. But um, I think they're hoping to get, you know, kind of a diamond in the rough home run hit with Ndelkovic. He's been playing well. Um, the defense just uh, isn't at an elite level right now to, yeah. to, to allow him to shine. But I think they're going to have picks to play with in the future. If they want to trade for a high marquee goalie, then they can do that. Um, but you're right. That is the one thing in their in their pipeline that they're kind of missing is is – because when it comes down to playoffs, you know, that's if you're a yeah. hockey fan, you know, like that's yeah. what you need is goaltending. Your goal has got to stand on the head if you're going to win the Stanley Cup. And so I think that's the piece that they're missing right now. 
cool. Uh, it's nice to talk a little bit. I, I don't have the opportunity to really follow. I just tune in. I, I check the website and, uh, you know, I follow up ESPN. I go to the Red Wings website and, and kind of tune in here and there. We don't get a lot of, a lot of hockey out here on all the old dish. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and actually what, when I lived closer to Toledo, it was nice because before Bally, obviously there was Fox sports, Detroit, and I could pretty much get anything. Now Bally is just pretty much just ruined everything, you know? So, really? but, uh, but yeah, so I can't get that, but, uh, Anything else in the hockey world that, that's kind of burning? I know we kind of flew over Crosby. Uh, you, you think between the two of them, Ovi and Crosby, and I know this is probably kind of a stupid, super subject or stupid question. Maybe not. Who, who do you think plays longer? Or I, I guess from from this point on, I think Ovechkin. You really think Ovechkin? Yeah, I th- I think you know I think Sid's gonna. Now that he's reached this five hundred goal plateau, I. I Maybe he could get to 600, maybe, but it would take him like his body would have to go through so much. And yeah. he's at a point where he's, he's accomplished so much, you know, multiple gold medals for team Canada and, and captain some of those teams like dude has like, if, if he feels the least bit tired, like he's just going to retire. Like there's nothing else for him to do. What, and whatever happened, I know Malkin's still there, but I mean, whatever happened to him, I feel like he just like fell off a cliff. Yeah, he went through some injuries. I mean, he's still there. He, you know, it's he won a couple scoring titles. So yeah, people I forget know. that. Like, yeah, I, I mean, just based, yeah, based off of what he was to now, yeah. you know, I mean, I, I feel like both those guys were pretty beat up in in Pittsburgh. So, so yeah, it's uh, it's it's hard to see, but I, I don't know. I, that's what I was wondering. You know, I definitely can see where you're coming from as far as uh, Sid. You know, Ovechkin, like you said, those guys are just built differently. Those, those yeah. guys. I mean, like uh, Ovechkin just stands on the top of the circle and one times pucks. You know, like you could, I, you could do that for another five years if that's all you do. You know, yeah, nothing wrong with that. He makes it count. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, getting out of hockey here, we're going to touch a little on basketball. Um, Simmons, Harden trade. Uh, you know, are are you just uh, there? You go. Look at rocking the 76ers hat right there for the people of Belly Up TV. So, are, are you are you are you finally glad relieved? Uh, we're not huge basketball guys, obviously. Are you, are you finally glad it's all over? Simmons, Harden, this is all over. Um, you know, that they finally made the move. And it, it's funny, even though Harden was shipped out, you know, Simmons was still a good player. And and I totally forget that with this trade, now he's going to play with KD and, uh, you know, the rest of those guys. I don't even know if Blake's still there, but I know uh, uh, Kyrie's there when, when he plays, but – uh, yeah, there you go. Spoken like a, a true uh, Sixer fan there. Uh, don't let the door hit you on the way out, they said. But uh, but are, are you glad this is all over with? I, I see you got the 76ers hat. Is that is that your bias of, of who won the trade, or is that just the hat you snagged? Yeah, it's just I don't have a Brooklyn Nets hat, so this is what I had to throw on. But, uh, yeah, man, I'm glad I'm glad, like, I'm glad we don't have to talk about Embiid or Simmons anymore. I think it was – to me, it was always obvious. It was always you're going to keep Embiid and you're going to do what you can to move Simmons. Um, you know, obviously uh, uh, Harden's a Harlem Globetrotter at this point. You know, he's, he's – I, I wouldn't be surprised if he plays for every team in the NBA. Uh, but, no, I mean, I think I, – I really don't think it's going to matter. I think – I don't think either of these teams figure it out by the NBA Finals. You know, it's such it's such a toss up this year. You know, it's we we used to have like the super teams, and you know, Boston's playing really well in the East right now. But 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. These teams that you put together with these star guys, these, your star players as your core this late in the season, I don't think is going to win you a championship, you know, either yeah. way. So I, I don't know. In the long run, who could have benefit more? I don't know. Uh, I think it's funny. People – well, here's the thing. People are hating on Simmons for like, you know, he's he's citing mental health issues and then he goes to Brooklyn and all of a sudden he's back on the court and, you know, he's practicing and people are like – really was it mental health issues like you just you're good like that and and i just want to be like well i mean that's that's what that's what philly does to you i mean i i would get 10 times happier if i moved out of philly too it would cure my mental health i mean (laughs) right away yeah it's but it goes to show you too you know like also with the harden going to brooklyn you know like when he got there you know i think i think those three players like played like a total of like 10 games, like Harden, Kyrie, and KD. Like, yeah. like something, something crazy. But but either way, you know, he he wanted out. He was okay with being out. It seems like, you know, with Houston, every every so often he's just ready to leave. So so we'll see. But um, but yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> Look at that. Well, it seems like a personal attack. <laughs> the Philly there. But um, but yeah, it, it, it's it's crazy. But you know, before we get out of basketball, I I saw a crazy stat that I wanted to throw, or not a crazy stat. Uh, there, there's talk about Zion missing the rest of the season this year. I didn't, I didn't see exactly what it was. Um, and they said that – well, what, it, what the reason that it caught my attention is because if, if Zion misses the season, does he go down as one of the biggest busts in NBA history? I forgot he was in the league, dude. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? So I looked, and I think, I, I think it was like three games. If Zion misses this season, which they're talking about, I didn't even see what it was or what happened. He has at this point played eighty-five games, and that I think that's he's played eighty-five games in his first three seasons. I would have given him half that. I didn't know he played eighty-five games. You know who he's only played three more games ahead of that is considered one of the biggest busts in NBA history. And no, it's not Darko. Is Greg Oden? They're comparing him to essentially Greg Oden because Greg Oden only played eighty-two games, and that's the comparison that they're they're going uh, they're going with. So uh, I got to look a little more into it. I just saw it quickly, but uh, but it's crazy to think. Yeah, you, you kind of you know you talk about uh, Morant. Obviously, you left Memphis uh, not too not too long ago. Uh, seeing him kind of flourish right now, and you totally forget about Zion. You know in and hopefully we'll be able to say the same thing about Cade Cunningham. Like, you know, he, he's the, he was the number one overall pick, but they were talking about Jalen green going to Houston. And it looks like Cade's, you know, the more season number one pick, the better pick, but it's, it's, it's crazy to take a talent like Zion 
once in a generational talent that he was like the next LeBron James, essentially, is what it was. Yep. And now here we are talking that he could potentially be one of the biggest busts just because he can't stay healthy, not because he's not talented. But uh, with, with that being said, speaking of LeBron James and the LA Lakers, d- does it, and I know you're not checking the box score every day, you're not looking at that, but does it, does it put a smile on your face seeing how, how much that team is struggling and how much they can't figure it out in LA? Yeah, I checked the standings uh, the other day. I saw they were, I think they're ninth in the yeah, right ninth. now. Um, it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, like it, I always root for LeBron to succeed because, you know, his career's going to be over. I feel like I, I say this all the time. His career's going to be over and we're going to wish we had more of him, you know? Yeah. And so I always want to see him succeed. But uh, I mean, going back to what you said earlier, like with Brooklyn putting the big three together and they played, you know, just a handful of games together and that was it. And it's like, people will always slam LeBron for trying to put these teams together. Like he plays GM, you know, with his teams and, and they don't realize it's not, it's not that easy. Like Brooklyn tried it and they, they couldn't do it. And golden state did it. And, but that still only lasted for so long. And then KD got upset. So it's, you know, it's not as easy as it looks. And, and I think LeBron's learning that, the hard way finally uh, that, you know, whatever he tried to put together here in LA, it's clearly not working right now. And I think this is the end of his Lakers career. He doesn't really care. He's just waiting to have the opportunity to play with his son. And then yeah, wherever his son gets drafted, that's where he's going to go sign. So, but, uh, but enough NBA talk. That was too much for our show already. Um, Before we get out of here, one of the biggest sporting events spectacles ever is about to take place this upcoming weekend and that is the Daytona 500. In past, even the casual fan has has seen some of the most epic races probably in the past five to ten years. And I think you and I were talking about this, and I think this is one of the few sports that COVID revitalized, that, that this was going on, there was nothing else going on. And I still think NASCAR's got a ways to go. I think they're doing things right. They, they had that race the other night at the Coliseum. They're trying, but I think this finally got some eyes, some some attention back on the NASCAR. Daytona 500, you're, you're guaranteed to get the big one, that big accident here and there. And I know people, you know, you don't tune in for that. You want everybody, but but we saw some crazy things in past years, you know, with Ryan Newman and different things. Do you think, I mean, will you tune in to the Daytona 500 this year? I might. I mean, to be honest with you, I got nothing going on on, uh, <laughs> on Sunday. Fun. <laughs> so, uh, so I might, I, I honestly, I might, and I'll let you know next week on the show. Um, I'm rooting for my boy, Ricky Stenhouse jr. I have no idea if he's even racing, but if he, he is, I'm rooting for him. Yeah. And I think he does. I think he does well on these kind of tracks. If I remember correctly, cause you're right. I tuned into tuned into NASCAR during COVID. Um, and then they got in that whole that whole uh, Bubba Wallace deal, which like yeah. no matter what side of that you're on, like you can't you you can't argue that it it created partisan in NASCAR that yes. that didn't have to be there, you know. Once they were in the, the spotlight during COVID, so I think that might have some fans that came drove them away. I don't know. Uh, I don't watch NASCAR anymore because the other sports are back on, and that's just how it works. But uh, yeah, I'll still uh, I'll still root on Ricky Stenhouse. And next weekend. Not this coming weekend, but the weekend after that, the Grand Prix is in St. Petersburg here, which is across the bay. So I'm gonna try and uh, I'm, tr- I'm gonna try and talk the girl into some tickets for that. 
There you go. And, and didn't you you make mention the Oilers may be coming to town? And you're going to try to try to squeak in there. That's next Wednesday. So I yes, when we record next Thursday and when we're live on next next Thursday, I will have an update on that. And uh, but yeah, I'm gonna be a little little four year old out there with sharpie in hand when that bus rolls up. <laughs> yeah, please, 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 because then I'm gonna frame it and I'm gonna put it right here behind there me. You, go. you heard it right there. But so before we get out of here, like we usually do, kind of a little round table, anything burning questions, anything that is just going on in sports that we didn't touch on that you you, you want to throw out there. I want to mention, uh, because it was last night, late, 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 11 Eastern, Canada played the U.S. in women's hockey for gold. Um, We were trying to repeat as gold, uh, what is that called, gold champions, or or, I don't know what you call that. Yeah, gold gold medalists, there we go, that's what I'm looking for. Uh, And we couldn't do it. Canada won three to two, so I want to give props to Canada because they're in political turmoil right now. And so at least they can go home with a gold medal for the women's hockey team. That was super late at night, though. I felt, I'll be honest, I fell asleep halfway through the game. Um, Either way, it's it's good for especially uh, the Canadian men's and uh, USA team pretty much shit in the bed. Yeah, it's yep. to see, obviously for women's sports, obviously close to us, you know, the United States and and Canada. You know, everything that the women's have to jump go through to 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 kind of just make their sport more relevant I, I wouldn't say it like they need to do more they shouldn't be doing more their their organization should be doing more uh, different people which i get they got the right the right people in, in in place they're doing really good things so it's good for the the sport overall good to see them i was on a, a show last week uh, uh the side or uh, the same podcast we talked a little politics we talked about rooney rule we talked about women's sports you know different things that it, it's kind of good to see that sounds like a rough podcast to navigate the waters <laughs> honestly to tell you the truth it, it was it's very unscripted like uh you know he, he just had me on we talked about belly up and we kind of ran with it and, and i'm not a, a politically driven guy i'm not a, yeah. a racial driven guy that's what makes it tough you like you don't know like yeah and, and i'll never speak on a subject that uh i'd never speak like i know something that i don't know you right. know I, sure. i'm not in these people's shoes so i can't talk for them but it was really cool to kind of have that conversation with andy last week and and jump on his show and and yeah we did we talked about uh, talked about everything i listened to it today and and, and i feel pretty good about it because sometimes you can you can look back on a show like man did i really want to get into that did i really want to say that yeah but, why did i say that but, uh, i do that every week know, we weren't yeah we we were i wasn't avoiding anything we weren't talking about anything outlandish but you know just just that we feel that uh you know we talked like again about the rooney rule in the nfl and how that can kind of create more attention in women's sports the things that they had to jump through and and you know the WNBA has not necessarily had the the greatest of of, of support, and it's good to see the women's hockey kind of getting that more so. Um, but yeah, and and actually to tell you the truth, to kind of go along with that, I, I was going to reach out to a guest. I still want to do it. There was this minor league baseball player that that uh, the other day uh, got on Twitter and essentially said, I just want everybody to know I'm a career minor leaguer. I was drafted by uh, this organization. I play for the Angels now, I believe what it is. And I just want people to know, not because I'm putting them on blast, but there needs to be reform in the minor league baseball because for 16 seasons he's made, I think he makes like $1,000 a month. And he says literally in the offseason, there's four guys that sleep, or there's six guys that sleep in a two-bedroom apartment on air mattresses. And he says that they literally – live off of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and, and different things like, like, and I'm not 
comparing women's sports to minor league men's to play sports. baseball. Yes, to, to ba- baseball and, and how you know the I, I saw the negotiations again. They had a, a players' meeting with with the MLB. It lasted all but fifteen minutes because they can't come to an agreement. This just shows how how greedy uh, sports are. That these people, you know, are making millions of millions, which don't get me wrong. The, the players deserve their money, especially when owners, you know, treat them. And in, in, and again, I'm not going down that, you know, that whole political uh, hole. But but yeah, talk about um, um, minor league baseball. And I'm not again not comparing it to women's sports, but it, but it's good to see these players kind of taking a stand. He wasn't so much taking a stand; he was referring to saying, "Hey, I I've accepted this. I I could have got out when I I could have got out, but this is yeah. what I love." He's like, "I'm just putting it out there that there needs to be changes." So so it's crazy to see on, on different aspects of things where you got these multimillionaires in the 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 men's professional sports, and then even in the minor leagues for men's, they're, they're really not making a whole lot, you know. And then you got the women's side, so. So it's crazy, uh, you know. You're gonna you're gonna see a lot of different things, especially with this negotiation that's all going on. I know you're missing uh, missing the fact that catchers and pitchers couldn't uh, couldn't report to spring training. That just that just hurts your soul right now, dude. I actually want to like I want to mention because like all those teams come down here to do spring. Yeah, training. I actually, truth for you, yeah, it'd be kind of sweet. Yeah, and there's like three of them that do it in Clearwater, and like a couple more in St. Petersburg, and then some here in Tampa, some in Lakeland, which is like just a couple miles over. And like we 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 have uh, some friends that got some tickets to some of the games. So, like now, like part of me is like kind of like hoping that they come to an agreement so i can go to these games but <laughs> won't put that live on air no it's funny because my dad and i we always used to come down to lakeland because that's where the tigers were yeah right, you know we'd come watch them so but uh but yes anyways uh, enough baseball talk we've talked a lot of, <laughs> a lot of baseball we talked a lot of nba a little more than oh yeah that. shout out brad for filling in last week yes Thanks, brad. brad was brad was a great guest last week from the pesky report um pesky report i keep saying pesky report <laughs> pesky Is report it? but uh what, what's that isn't it pesky? What did, what did you say? Pesky? Uh, yeah, I, that, no, that, that's what I was saying. Sorry, back and forth. I was saying Pensky report. Yeah, oh, pesky. Oh, I kept oh. going back and forth. Anyways, <laughs> uh, yes, it, it, you can tell that the show is coming to an end here. And, and I would tell you right now, we're still going strong in 2022, and I still feel like I have this cold that I have not got it rid of. Um, you know, I, I was rocking some Sudafed. I was rocking some uh, steroids. I mean, uh, some antibiotics. Now I got some steroids. So hopefully th- this will clear her up, so. Dude, you're you're gonna be sick for the entire season three, dude. It's gonna be miserable, but uh, but yeah, you heard it here first. But anyways, uh, appreciate you guys joining us. We will back be back next week as well, Thursday, nine p.m. Eastern time. Zach will be with us unless he's got some uh, some big famous event he has to be. You know, since he's moved to Tampa, this guy's like uh, he's out on the street signing autographs and stuff. Dude, like that. so this many is, babies want to be kissed. It's unreal. This is a big guy. You know, Tom Brady retired, and they're calling Zach. So. Uh, but but anyways, uh, we're out of here. We will see you guys next week. Check us out on uh, Twitter, on YouTube, and BellyUp.tv. Roku, Roku. I can't say Roku. You 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 uh, point at the old wings back there. We just wanted to shoot out. Just wanted to let the people know. There you go. Watching it in in the old uh, office. But but anyways, uh, this this exit here has been about five minutes. So so we're out of here. We'll see you guys again next week. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. <laughs>
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 